0: You're listening to the Eat, Sleep, Blog, Repeat podcast brought to you by the North Carolina Blogger Network. Find us online at ncbloggernetwork.com.
1: Good evening. Uh, My name is Nicole Murphy with momcomplicated.com and this is Blogging 411 where we talk about blogging every Wednesday night for 30 minutes. I would like to um, let you know what's going on with our resident man of the show, Randy (laughs) Brown. If you don't know what Randy is doing, he has a new project called the Salton Sea Walk. And you can go check it out um, at the Salton or saltonseawalk.com. But essentially, what Randy is doing is he's going to be the first person to walk the perimeter of the Salton Sea which is like 116 miles he's planning on doing 20 miles a day for six days five days in a row at like temperatures that range between like 105 and 120 a day Um, so he started training for this this week or this year this summer and um, he's being interviewed on TV tonight so that is why he's not here and we're super super excited for him and good luck and break a leg Randy um, and he'll yeah and he'll be back with us next week for our second installment of blogger myths um,
2: but he's busy being
1: famous well,
2: I'm personally offended I think blogging 411 is way more important than any television interview I'm just saying Randy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you heard that, Randy? You're 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 in trouble for next week. Allison's gonna get you. But enough about boys. Let's talk about the girls for tonight. And Allison, since you're being so lippy, why don't you go ahead
2: and, <laughs> and introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Allison Carter. I am a social media marketer, content marketer, and freelance writer. You can find what I do on AllisonBCarter.com. Below, um, and I have been in the blogging business for five years. Sold blogs, uh, ghostwrite blogs for companies, and love it.
1: That's awesome, and I am so so excited that Phyllis Care is here to join us tonight. We were chatting the other day, and I said, "Ooh, Phyllis, will you please come on our show?" And she was so gracious um, to find some time in her schedule for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's so, an inside joke. We'll talk about that in a minute, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So please introduce yourself to um, anyone who doesn't know who you are but they would be crazy not to know who you are. So,
0: Well, you know, online sometimes you can feel kind of invisible even though you think you're famous. So, you know, I, <laughs> I think there might be some people here who know me from being the co-founder of social media manager school and I did that along with Andrea Vall and we have this wonderful school where we train people to have a new career as a social media manager we've been doing that for a couple of years now and we have students all over the world which is really kind of cool and three years ago I was writing Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies with Amy Porterfield and Andrea and I thought I was going to go completely crazy because of the amount of time, I don't know if people know this but a dummies book really it takes you about an hour to write a page and I had 300 pages that, uh, that I had to personally write and for dummies books you have to format them correctly you just don't work them on a word document and throw them to an editor you have to do the formatting so it was like an hour a page and I had 300 pages to write and I I was totally overwhelmed with the thought I mean I just had no idea how I was gonna do it and all three of us had to have our things done on time Or we wouldn't get paid and they they had this little tiny little bonus and so none of us would have gotten the bonus if one of us didn't turn our stuff in on time. So there was a lot of pressure and you can imagine it was really crazy. And so what I had to do is I had to get my shit together and uh, bleep that one out. But I had to get it it together or else kind of like go crazy. And so I started using my Google Calendar. I'm a real Google fan girl, by the way, just straight up front, I am. And so I had to use my Google Calendar to sort of get my life together. And for the past few years, I've developed that into a really nice little system. And so now I've packaged it all up, and now it's called TimeBliss.me. And it's really, very cool. I really like it a lot. And it's already starting to change people, um, getting out of that, that horrible relationship that some people have with time, like I did. So anyway, that's that's what I've been doing and what I've been doing. you know, I've been a blogger for a really long time, but I don't consider <laughs> myself a professional blogger. I consider myself a business consultant first. Mm-hmm. and then I blog to support that. Yeah, that makes, that makes, makes sense.
2: sense. Yep. Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I know because this is what we were talking about, and this is why I wanted to have you on the show, because you you know you were saying I've blogged for years, but I really don't consider myself a blogger. But you do consult so much and you've been around bloggers and so you kind of you know you know exactly what we're talking about. And so for anyone that doesn't understand the topic for tonight, um, we're gonna be talking about blogger resources for the actual blogger. We talk so much about um, tools and all these things, but what about the human behind the blog? Um, so, Allison, why don't you kick off some ideas of what, because I know I came to you when I first started blogging, I'm like, I don't know what to help, like what do I do now? I set up my blog, I got that all done, now what? And I know that you were very gracious and you sat me down and you're like, all right, this is what you do next, next steps. So why don't you hand those out to everybody and, uh, and share
2: them? Sure. Well, and we'll get into the details and the nitty-gritty about specific resources that you need, but as far as being the blogger behind the blog and the person, it's a whole person there. You're not just your WordPress theme. You You need inspiration. You need motivation. You need friends to support and to get ideas and you need education. So those are some key components that you have to figure out and the support is things like um, you know, time management that we're going to talk a little bit more about and plugins that you can use, extensions that you can use to help that sort of stuff and help you be a better blogger but there's also education are you staying on top of the industry? Do you know what's going on? Are you aware of changes that are being made that are going to affect you? There's inspiration. What am I writing about? How do I stay inspired when all of a sudden this wonderful blog topic that I've laid out and this blog plan that I've laid out is getting really dry to me? How do I stay inspired? Because it's going to happen. As much as much passion as you have for your blog topic, when you first start out, in two years, you're going to be sitting there saying, I've got nothing left on this. But you do <laughs> You have inspiration. You Need to find inspiration and then motivation, and we talk about motivation in particular as it retain, pertains to summer and our blogging for one one summer blogging thing. But you've got to stay motivated to do all the tasks that you've got to do. So those are some of the components I think that when it comes to being a well-rounded blogger, you need to consider.
1: Those are those are great, and you know it's funny because one of the things that I've noticed and I've been talking about a little bit recently is that you know you get into blogging or any kind of internet business and you think I'm on the internet it's worldwide. you know I don't have you know it's 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 so much different than having a brick-and-mortar store you know the world is my oyster but in reality you know on the internet you get put on a corner as well and you almost need to think about your marketing and your creating your friends and your um, allies the same as you would if you had a brick and mortar store those people there could be ten people doing the same thing that you're doing and you guys you'll never run into each other Um, just because of the way the algorithms of the world work that they, you know, they get, they keep you compartmentalized, and you've got your little group of people and your posse, and you know, and and you will grow organically just like you would with a, um, a small business, a brick and mortar. So you, you know, it's really important to go out in person and meet people so that they know who you are and they knew the blogger behind the blog and then they tell people and they tell people and they share things and then that's kind of how you you know grow and create a community Um, but that's the one thing that I realized was that even though you're
2: on the internet you still need that personal interaction and please remember just to add on to what Nicole said blogging is not about competition. Even though somebody might be doing kind of what you want to do or you think that they're taking your readers, that's not how <laughs> blogging works. There, There's no competition. There's only working together in blogging. And I've actually found that the more I work with bloggers who are where I want to be or who I aspire to be, the better I get and the better we all get together so please never go into blogging thinking that this is the ultimate competition and you need to be the best blog out there because that's not what it's about
0: you know years ago somebody told me that um, being in business for yourself you should allocate forty percent of your time to marketing and being a blogger means that a lot of times all that time is is spent in research and writing and but that promotion bit and that marketing and that reaching out is a is a part of it and sometimes people just kinda let that slide. And you know the the point of using an editorial calendar, you know, a lot I'm sure everybody in the blogging world understands an editorial calendar. But what you also can add to the editorial calendar is that time where you're actively researching and connecting and reaching out and making phone calls and Tweeting or you know having conversations uh, on social, actively put that in your calendar so that you do it. Otherwise, I'll, you know we all get busy and then we don't mm-hmm. do it and then we can't figure out why our blog isn't getting the views. It's because we're not doing the marketing bit, we're not doing the reaching out, we're not doing the connecting bit. So, um, I you know I, I was really glad wherever I learned that years ago. I'm glad I still remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
2: build it into your editorial calendar too with a with an intense purpose. I've worked with right. clients before and they sit down and they're like, All right, I'm gonna market.
0: I'm so good at network. <laughs> right. Market. You have to be very specific. <laughs> it's true and I have to say with this new product launch I sat down and I said you know my my circle is only this big and I need to get it this big so what are the steps well I took myself on as my own client and I developed a plan and I reached out and that's one of the reasons you know I was reaching out to Nicole because she's such a great cheerleader for everything that I do and and so you were the first person that came to mind and also because I love G Plus Hangouts and you know I love them and so I I love what you guys are doing here with this community and building this through the G Plus Hangouts I think it's awesome
1: thank you well yeah I mean I really do love everything you do and you were so I mean I talked about this before but I'm going to talk about it again Um, just really quick is I met Phyllis through her social media manager school and I thought I was taking that course just to learn how to manage social media but Phyllis and Andrea taught me such valuable lessons about just being in business for yourself um, as well as managing the business that I just owe them a gazillion times over and they really set me on the right path and I feel very very fortunate that I found the right people in the beginning of what I was doing because you can easily just find the wrong people and I'm very I feel very lucky that I found the right people and that I've continued this relationship because it's been great and Phyllis and I even had dinner together in person, speaking of spending time to network when
0: I was in DC speaking about Google Hangouts. (laughs) (laughs) Funny how it all turns around and about, huh? It is. It was really
1: it's really great. So yeah, I love the relationship that we I mean, and you know, I am actually writing a chapter in a upcoming book about the value of Google Plus Hangouts and, and
0: what writing a book, are you? I'm, no, just a chapter, just a little tiny chapter in a oh. book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell you, the, you know, the writing, the writing, I, I love writing now. Now that I'm not under the pressure, I create my own timeline so that I don't feel the pressure of writing a book and the deadlines. And when I see people online, they're going, Oh, I'm pulling an all nighter to finish it off. I'm going, No, no, no. no. That just shows bad planning to me because you should be able to have figured out blocks of time in your world to have gotten this done. And not get to the point where you have to pull an all-nighter, and I don't want to get to that space again. So I, I'm really clear about really trying to um, organize my life and and make that calendar system work for me. Um, I have a whole bunch of tools, you know, that I use. Yeah, we should talk about those yeah. since that's this is the blogger resource show. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna throw out my favorite tools. Okay. And uh, for my blog, first of all, I I have um, I have. A plugin, and I know people have problems with plugins, but I really like Pretty Link, and I have to uh, acknowledge Amy Porterfield for um, letting me know about this one, which is awesome. So you have these you know, these freaky long URLs, especially, I mean, Gplus has, for these events, the URL is like a half a mile long, you know. Well, you can take that URL and use this plugin so that it's your domain name.com forward slash and then you customize the back end of it. So it looks as if it's hosted on your site, but it's just a redirect URL um, plugin, in which I love and I use all the time. It just Maybe makes the so pretty. It's called Pretty name. Link.
2: Pretty, so pretty link.
0: Yeah, and they have a, a light version and a pro version, and you know there's some differences between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also, you know, I'm loving lead pages. If you're doing email capture, I really like lead pages because you can also embed it on your site. You can have things redirect to it from your uh, from your domain name. So I'm really liking that a lot. Um, you know, I am using a new webinar program, and the reason I say this as a blogger um, tool is a lot of times, and I'm finding this more and more now. And you guys are a case in point. Is a lot of times bloggers are hosting their own webinars now because it expands the reach, it builds their email list, it. It, you know expands everything, and so uh, Webinar Jam uses G Plus Hangouts inside of it. It's sort of like the frame around it. It's like a if you take Go to Meeting or Go to Webinar, and a G Plus Hangout, and you morph them together, then you get Webinar Jam. I'm excited. So you
1: really like that because I really like it that, a lot. Yeah, I think you know cuz when everyone heard about hangouts for the first time they're like can I replace my webinars from there and i yeah. think webinar jam might be really the first one that you could truly go yeah. ahead
0: and cuz you, know. you can you can get a registration from people so you get an email gate with it you have auto responders before and after the event you can set up as many as you want which is awesome um, you know the replay is going to be straight there automatically. So it's really mm-hmm. great. So for a, so I would call this an advanced blogger tool, you know, once yeah. you really want to start reaching out to your audience with webinars. I would say
1: that. So,
0: and so let's go back to, you know, if you're a
1: beginning blogger and you've realized you've set up your blog and you've started to blog and you might not have blogger friends or whatever, and Facebook seems to be one of the most um, platforms that everyone is familiar with and they feel safe there. There are tons of Facebook groups for bloggers. And you can look based on what you think your niche is, or you know if you're a lifestyle blogger or a fashion blogger, or you can look based on where you are. And then there are some organizations that have their own um, Facebook groups as well. Like Ben Raleigh has a Facebook group for bloggers. Um, specifically, So you can look, and a lot of them, you, either you, you might have to ask to join, or you can go ahead, and um, they're public, and you can just join right away. And those are nice to just spend some time and look at what everybody else is talking about, and you can learn so much from there, and then you can start interacting.
0: What is the... What is
2: the... What is the biggest one is Bloopy Bloggers, I think, is the Bloppy Bloggers is the biggest one right now that I know a lot of people, especially getting in. There are a lot of really good starting questions, a lot of link sharing, a lot of good information if you're just beginning, and it's just a Facebook group. Groups are the main reason why I'm still on Facebook, because there's a lot of good information being shared in them.
0: (laughs) It's true. It's true. Let's just be honest about it. Oh, no.
2: Here we go. (laughs) Okay, so other things that we can talk about. um, (laughs) As far as education, there are a lot of really good websites out there for you. Sits Girls, S-I-T-S Girls. I know Nicole and I have both looked at that a lot. There are various components to that. There are blog tips coming through a lot. They offer a bloggy boot camp. They have an advertising affiliate network. They have Facebook groups. They have Twitter shares, Twitter parties. And then they also have featured bloggers. That you can work your way through the process to become a featured blogger. So that's a really good starting point. Um, you know, blog her that will sometimes have a lot of really good blogging tips to it. Um, Nicole, what are some of the other ones for so, big- you know, one that I didn't write down in our notes? Um,
1: I love Peg Fitzpatrick. Yes. I love her because she's just her and she's okay with being her. And she is, the way she explains things are just so crystal clear to me. And it doesn't matter what the latest trend is, she does what feels right to her. Oh, and so it's very on. comforting. Yeah.
2: Blogger babes have been hitting it out of the park for me lately. For oh, whenever, blogger babes, yep. Yeah, they, all of their content is usually so useful and so great, and just when you think, like, oh, they can't give you any more useful content, they come up with something else that's really useful. So they do they do some more advanced level content in there uh, and address some more advanced level stuff, but they also still get back to basics a lot, and they're constantly sharing new programs that you can use. So that's a really good place. You know, I'm, I love to learn, and for my client base, I constantly Need to know kind of the next content marketing stuff, so I'm tuned into a lot of that. But there's a lot of good blogger networks. Fabulous Blogging is another website Mm. where gives you tips for fabulous blogging. And they're doable, <laughs> Blog Clarity. We had Melissa Culbertson on our show, Blogging 411, about design. And Blog Clarity is a great website to go to. And she's doing this thing, a 10-minute touch-up, yeah, where each week she gives you a little 10-minute tip that you can do to get into the, your blog and make something work better for you in 10 minutes. So nice. those are some other sites that are pretty useful. Um, the learner- you
0: know, I, I, It's really important um, as a blogger especially a new blogger, I think, is not to get overwhelmed with the amount of tools and places and websites and groups and things you can go to. You really need to, to, to you know, narrow that down to a certain amount of time you're going to spend on it because that can be just as addictive as going to Pinterest is finding tools and resources because if it's not your job to find them um, if, if you're if you have a tendency to be a research scientist like I am you know you can get lost finding all these incredible things and then not actually do the work so you can you should set aside some time to really do that research and to dig in and find and enjoy all of this but don't let it consume your day don't let it consume the time that you should be writing you know
2: and the other thing too is you know I always give my clients a bunch of different options because they're gonna find one that yeah. speaks the language so all of the websites that we just gave to you you're probably not going to be on all of them all the time, but you're going to find one or two that you really connect with that are really where you are, where you need to be. So yeah, don't don't go crazy trying to be on all of them all the time and be in your RSS feeds, reading everything that they give you all the time. But because know, that was me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, now Phyllis, I know you know you mentioned Timeless really quickly in the beginning. But those are great tips that you gave. And I do want to give you a couple of minutes to explain this because I am the same as you. I you know, oh, if I'm learning that it's legitimate and I have to read what I'm doing, you know, whatever article I found, even though it might be very close to some of the other articles I just read yesterday. Um, and so can you tell us a little bit about this? Because I've been hounding you a long time to share your organizational tips because I watched you build Social Media Manager School and launch it, and I watched you build this and launch it, and I'm amazed by how productive you are. So can
0: you? Well, that's because I used my own system to create the system. You know, that's that's the funny part. You know, it's like I only have six rules inside of Time Me. And you know, if you know, I know you have a link that people can go and take a look at it and I think it's a bit.ly link forward slash time bliss me. Yep. And and the thing about it is in these six rules, the first rule is put everything on your calendar. I mean just put everything on your calendar and your calendar starts to tell you what you're doing. It starts to tell you, oh I'm overbooked. Oh, I keep moving this thing on my calendar so that must mean I'm avoiding it. Why am I avoiding it? The calendar will tell you things that you need to learn to do. If it you know, you do you schedule in your calendar, okay, write a blog post and you schedule an hour to do it, but it takes you 3, okay? <laughs> and so if you if you honor the calendar and then Expand that little block that you set aside for writing your blog post to three hours. Then you know the next time you write your blog post, you have to schedule that. And you, the and the second uh, rule is not to overlap. And now I love. I used to be the person who would go in and I had Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and YouTube and everything <laughs> up, and I was like, whoa, and just just going from here to there. And at the end of the day, I was like, what did I get done? you know I, I don't think I got anything done but when I stopped doing that and just did the Facebook tests I need to do just do the Twitter things and I put them in my calendar and had them you know ping me when these new things were coming up then I started to get real productive and I think that's the point of time bliss is it teaches you how to use your calendar in a way that you start to be productive and so and and it's like sometimes the simplest things can have the most impact. And just putting everything on your calendar and no overlapping um, are two of the biggest things that you can do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear what the calendar says. I mean, it's really kind of awesome. Actually. I'm
2: gonna add something else too because I and this is my, this is from my own personal standpoint in life and my own challenge and the monkey on my back. You gotta say no sometimes right so if you're yes. putting your calendar together and you're following all the time bliss me rules and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you find that you're constantly pushing something cuz you don't have time for it it means yeah. you don't have time for
0: it. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's like a reality-based time system. You know, a lot of times when people make a checklist, it's not based in reality because every line seems to have equal value or equal weight. But if you take all of those things on your checklist and put them physically on a time slot in a calendar, you'll Mm -hmm. automatically start to adjust them for the amount of time that's reasonable to take it. And then when you only have half of that list on your day and you realize, oh, I physically do not have enough time in my day to do my checklist then you start thinking "Uh, well okay so now I have to learn to prioritize and now I need to learn to outsource because now I have a real relationship with time instead of this fantasy thing that somehow I can bend time to get it all done that's what I do, it it doesn't work. And, you know, I know all three of us are in the, in the Superwoman Club, and we really think we can get it all done. And <laughs> I know we are. But here's the thing. You, you can. It just might be in a different time frame than you think. And so, but use a calendar to organize that and get it all set up. You know, um, the, it's, it's sort of like having an editorial calendar for your life. Oh, I, I want like to think about it that way. I want to. You need to tweet that out. <laughs> it's a tweetable. It is a
1: tweetable. So really quick, I want to um, read what uh, Diane Bradley has to say. Hey, Diane. Um, She wrote that my admin skills were virtually non-existent until I took Phyllis and Andrea's course. Um, That was my challenge as a social media manager, and they are fantastic teachers, and they really are.
2: Oh, sweet. Thanks. Totally, totally. I want to throw in a couple more resources for bloggers, too, because I know, Phyllis, you mentioned, too, outsourcing, and before we started the Hangout Live, we had talked about virtual assistants. Can you kind of give us a sense for what a virtual assistant is, when to use it, how much a virtual assistant program or person might.
0: Right. Well, first you have to keep your ears open for people who have a virtual assistant who love them, and then you have to ask them, say, "Do you think they could do a little bit for me?" Because you really want to get somebody that you know you can trust and that you know can do a good job and that people have had a good experience. Hey, kitty, kitty! <laughs> and and uh, so, first of all, keep an ear out for that. And there are also other ways you can find good virtual assistants. But my tip for people who are just Starting to feel an internal freedom to allow to have a virtual assistant, which is a big coaching point actually, um, is that just get like a little bit of time. Get a retainer for three hours and have them do the things that just, you know, you just can't do. And you'll figure out that that's really good spent money because the stress level goes away. The, you know, you feel more confident about something working properly. And I did that with this launch you know I didn't I wanted someone from the outside to test all the systems so I contracted with uh, someone that I found from someone else for a five-hour block and I said I need this, 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 this and this tested and she went and did it and she was done in three and a half hours and I'm like well awesome so outsource and you know God. the first time I outsourced I thought I was gonna just have a panic attack because I was, I've been a solo entrepreneur all my life. And I, I, nobody could do it as well as I do it. And, you know, it was a really hard decision. But now it's like, shh, outsource this stuff, baby. <laughs> you know, I, it's so much better. So once you do it once and you have a good experience, you'll want to do it more.
1: That's true. And I would say some of the things that I know that people started baby-stepping in outsourcing is
0: edit, um, editing articles and blog nice. posts. Yes, I have an editor, and I have someone who transcribes videos, which is awesome. Um, you know that that bit is good testing systems. You know, making sure things work properly. Um, there's some things I will, I won't outsource. I won't outsource the writing of my blog posts, but I do outsource the editing of it. Yeah, um, I would say that's a good one.
1: And then um, if you do a lot of scheduling, like if you are on, you know, if you're guest. Um, if you're on a guest, you're excuse me. If you're being, a, if you're a guest on a lot of a Hangout on Air shows, or you're a Hangout on Air producer, or you have a lot of scheduling involved in your daily tasks, you can have somebody do that part because mm-hmm. um, there's always a lot of follow-up and emails and everything that go along with that. And so that's a huge thing. You just and want I buy. have
0: I have someone on my team that I really I really love. You can send her to any sales page, and she can create a hundred tweets off of that sales page and schedule them up in Hootsuite and just easy and it's like oh thank goodness so you know if you're creating sales pages or products you know if you can find someone who can go through there and find all the pithiness and all the good gems that you have in there turn them into tweets and schedule them all out then you can spend your time on Twitter having conversations again you know instead of um, worrying about that you're not marketing your stuff and so again so that VA part for a blogger I think is a real important tool yes absolutely
2: and I know there are some other resources too that, that Nicole and I especially as blog as being predominantly bloggers um, found really useful and one of those is a I think well Nicole you might use this more than I but Triber um, some bloggers really use stumble upon a lot
0: mm-hmm. there
2: are. Or some really good, you know, we mentioned the Facebook groups. And, you know, some people are book people. I'm a book person. I like a book. I like to (laughs) sit down with blog design for dummies when I can't figure out how to get the Facebook widget to get in there. And I like to have a book in front of me. So there are books that exist, too, that are out there. Um, A book that's come recommended to me a bunch is the Pro Blogger book that I just started. And I'm also reading Blog Inc. I N C, not I N K. That's okay. also been recommended a lot, um, and then there are all sorts of for dummies books. Facebook marketing for dummies. There's you know blogging A to Z. I think is for for dummy. I mean there are all sorts of physical books too. So don't think you have to limit yourself to being on the web, on the internet, googling everything. There are books. Too. Yeah,
0: you need to be. Re- the the only thing you have to be worried about with books is, um, you know, especially if it's about a social site is that you know, Facebook will change things and put things on the left that were on the right or at the top that were on the bottom and all of that and so when you read a book check always check the copyright on it and if it's a couple of years old probably about 60 percent of the book is still going to be okay but you're gonna find some steps and how to's that you might have to sort of figure out a little bit because again they move things around so much so um, that content might be correct and the marketing advice might be correct but the how-to steps you might have to kinda of search around a little bit
2: and there's also some other computer programs that I know I really like you know Evernote is a great program Suite is a great program. I haven't used Buffer a whole lot, but I know people are liking that more and more. Um, and those sorts of programs are going to help you streamline what you do a little bit more and be able to help you manage your time a little bit better as a blogger so you don't feel like, Oh, and you you calendar this out, just like Phyllis said, you know, you calendar your time to do your social media push, but instead of feeling overwhelmed, like I need to spend all this time on Twitter, or all this time here, or all this time here, sometimes these programs can help you um, as a resource to free up your time a little bit. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm,
1: I'm loving any.do right now. Um, it, like... You know, rings at you in the morning and says it's time to plan your day, and it goes through <laughs> and makes and it makes you assign every task to something.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So then yeah. I can assign them to my certain blocks, and it's been it's been working. And then you realize like three or four tasks in, like you know, your chest starts to tighten and everything, and so you realize there's like too much going on, and then you just start slashing and and whatnot. But um, any app do is really cool
2: too. I-F-T-T-T, if this, then that, um, is great for bloggers. You create rules, and then whenever anything happens with your content this way, you can say, if this happens, then automatically do that. If this post goes up, automatically tweet it, automatically post here. So that's a good way to kind of streamline your time. That's a great resource that bloggers can have, again, free up time. Um, and then one other thing that I want to talk about is just inspiration really quickly. Like, where do you go to get your inspiration? Because that was one of the things we had mentioned at the top of the show. And I know we're getting a little long right now, but stay here. It's so worth it. So <laughs> it matters. There are so many websites now. And these—you know, a lot of the websites that we mentioned in our roll call list will offer prompts. So if you're getting really stuck on what to write or you just can't think of anything or you're feeling kind of dead in the water, there are all sorts of prompts out there to just get you started, to get you thinking like a, like a writer, like a blogger again. Look at what other people in your Facebook groups are talking about. Maybe come up with a Facebook, or I'm sorry, a, a blog party or a linky hop or, you know, something that you can do together creatively to, to re-spark you know what you've got inside. I personally love the Daily Post. I think that they give a lot of great prompts um, and make it really manageable and doable. So keep your inspiration and don't you know don't ever say don't ever have an excuse not to be inspired. There's lots of places where you can go. And sometimes the best resource that you have from a blogger is stepping away from your computer. Sometimes just taking a break <laughs> can be yeah. the best reser- resource for you. Recharge, re-energize, refocus, you know use the time management skills that you learn from Phyllis's classes to focus on what's important and time those in and sometimes you just need to take a second to remember as a blogger you're a person and what do you want from your blog and what do you want as a person
0: right and if you're in your calendar if you're booked from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night doing work then you again your calendar is talking to you and saying hey there's more to life here you need to like and some people have to actually book time to do normal things like go out <laughs> go for a walk, go, you know, go to a restaurant, have lunch with friends you know for those of us who sit behind a screen for our jobs we have to actually make an effort sometimes to go out because it's so charming what we're finding online it's so wonderful to be here <laughs> so you have to you have to break through and I just published a blog post today actually about um, taking a digital detox for the weekend for the 4th of July weekend
2: mm. and
0: I talked about having a social independence day and and there are three ways to kinda of look at that and so that just actually I scheduled it to post while we were having our talk here so it's out and about in the wild right now and it's really important to to step away, stop looking at a screen, look into the eyes of a real person, and <laughs> and have a conversation. And but there's also other things. You know, there are social um, communities now that you know allow you to create your own non Google crawled groups. Um, there's a company called Scruples that has an interface where you can create groups. There's no ads, your words are not crawled for, um, data gathering, all the content you own, all of that. So it's an independence from being part of the machine in a way. Um, and then just to be in control of your own time is a way to be independent because now I have free time. I never had free time before. And so it, that, those were the three ideas of having a social independence day and uh, to celebrate oh. along with 4th of July. That, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Well,
1: in the interest of respecting everyone's time that is watching, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. And thank you so much, Phyllis, for joining us. This was really, really, really fun. I love we this. To, you know, I could do this all day long. So you <laughs> we Well, and it's so funny because when we talked about creating the show, we were very adamant about, like, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, because we could talk forever. I so 30 minutes usually turns into like 32, 34, you yeah. know. But uh, so we're at 38 today. So, <laughs> But thank you so much. And please, we'll, we'll hop into the comments, and we'll um, go ahead and address any comments or questions that you guys have. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget to come back next week when we have Randy Brown back and our guest is Mark Traphagan to talk about blogging myths part two. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye.
0: That's a wrap for today's episode of Eat, Sleep, Blog, Repeat. We'll have this podcast up on the blog at
1: ncbloggernetwork.com. Be sure to swing by and add your thoughts and comments to the blog post or call in here to the show. We'd love to hear from you.